to get on the record that you have a neighbor who is playing music too loud, so you went over and said, excuse me. But as you know, I am a, 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 a professional podcaster, and your music is too loud. Well, that would have happened. He did not answer the door, but the music got oh. turned down very low. And I, I, I'm glad this is where we're starting, because I find this whole thing a little puzzling. I, I know him. I, I could... I'm sure if I thought really hard, I could think of what his name is. We say hello to each other. We make small talk, et cetera, et cetera. He seems like a very normal person who would answer the door if a neighbor was knocking. Like, I know that this older woman who lives on our floor has, like, watered his plants for him when he's been out of town. And he, like, baked her cookies as a thank you. Like, seems like a very normal person, which makes me wonder if he's not the one in the apartment right now. Like, Mm. I wonder if, like... A friend is staying there or whatever and this person's like oh i'm not gonna answer the door because like whoever this person is i saw somebody come to the peephole and look out i could hear somebody inside the apartment oh right 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 so i was just like i wonder if this is not him inside because he lives alone so <laughs> interesting well i it reminded me of when i an apartment we were in where in about 2014 2015 where every morning, sure as could be, at about like nine thirty, nine o'clock, they would play blurred lines. <laughs> like every morning, just hey, 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 hey. Everybody, here's the baseline, just you know, whatever. And so I was starting to re- I was starting to go down this blurred lines rabbit hole. How did Pharrell get like walk away from that whole thing squeaky clean? Oh, you mean like, in terms of the lawsuit that they filed against? No, just like I feel like because you remember the the uh, the music video was <gasps> okay. creepy. So, I, like, so here, here's where I have to say: when Blurred Lines was popular, did I enjoy the, the 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 bop that was on the radio? Yes. Did I watch a music video? No. And the only, what I remember about Blurred Lines is that it was the around the time my mom broke her hip. <laughs> and I'm sure my mom, my parents are back on to listening to Craniacs, by the way. So I'm sure in six months, okay. my, they're going to be thrilled to hear this. But I remember that it was like around the time my mom broke her hip. And like, I was really busy. So. So it's, it's, I remember the video because I remember seeing the video. And I think I like wanted to throw it up on YouTube and listen to it. And there's like an unrated version, which is the same video, only like all the models in it are naked. Oh. My oh okay so yeah, the only like, thing I can think flat, of is like still shots I've seen of it which is like Robin Thicke like and and a, like a beautiful woman or a model or something yes. like so same video standing only, next no to I'm just talking like still shots so I don't know anything yeah like, okay so it's the same thing only they're just all naked and wow. it's like they're kind of like dancing next to him and Pharrell's in it because Pharrell like I guess he maybe he sings in it but he definitely produces it and I that's what I'm talking that. about it's like it's it's a really just like. Not even cleverly misogynistic video. It's just like, yeah. what if we just danced around with women who were naked and that was it? And I remember like turning it on, be like, I like this video, and then I turned it on. I'm like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> like, it's just, it's it is just very odd. And I'm just wondering. I just I think it's interesting because I feel like it was right. It's just more and more people thought about the video. The more and more they were like, or more and more about that song and everything. Yeah, it just it felt like everything. I remember the song, it could be connected to the video, and I just didn't make the connection, but I remember the song being what people, because, you know, it's blurred lines, so it's kind of like questions about consent and everything, and I think that was 
maybe a little bit of what it was. What, yeah. What I remember most recently, though, is that I'm pretty sure that Robin Thicke lost a lawsuit with, I believe, Marvin Gaye's estate in that you right. know, the melody. That, that's what I thought you were referring to. I was like, did Pharrell not have yes. to pay money? Like, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe know. he did. <laughs> I, I don't know. But the bigger thing was just I feel like that song came out and everybody went, cool. And then there was kind of the hymn dancing with Miley Cyrus and it was when Miley Cyrus was kind of like acting out like kind of before she I think she leveled out into an adult but then everyone was like well that's creepy she's like twerking on him and it was like every six months people went oh this is creepy this it like kept getting like creepier and creepier the more people thought about it and I just am curious how Pharrell like managed to you know, you know what that's Escape called? From that's that, called unscathed. Having, it's called having a good publicist and a good manager. Yeah. Um, well, and Robin Thicke, um, his life kind of imploded after that. Like he had been married to Paula Patton, the actress. I think they had they had at least I one. I forgot kid, about that. I think, and like they had been like kind of high school sweethearts. Like they met at some sort of like performing arts camp and everything. And then I think he cheated on her, maybe, or I don't know. But I feel like his I life rem- kind of imploded a little bit after that. <laughs> She was just, like, kind of on social media again because she did a video of her, like, frying chicken. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, <laughs> like it. so the big thing was it was all these, these black people on TikTok would, would go over it and then just, like, tear her apart of how terrible her fried chicken recipe was. Because it was, like, she just put it, like, straight into oil. And they're, like, you're not going to put any flour on that? And then, like, she goes, and then I season it. And they're, like, you're pouring the seasoning into the into the grease. Like, this does nothing. Like, it was so amazing. You know, I just want to say that, like, nobody, unless you are a chef, and even then you're taking your life into your own hands, should do a here's how to make insert beloved dish because you're going to get, like, ripped apart. The only time that it's charming, and honestly, this is one thing people should do instead of giving us less than five stars um, in, in a review is... <laughs> I, I will post this to our Facebook group. Jennifer Garner, by the way, one of the only celebrities I follow on Instagram, just a wonderful follow. Um, she posted the most charming video where, at, at Christmas where it's her trying to make beef bourguignon from like the Barefoot Contessa. Uh, yeah. Or Ina Garden. It's either Ina Garden or Barefoot Contessa. Are, are they one and the same? Y'all, I don't even know. Um, I think it's Ina Garden, um, her recipe. And it's her just following it and everything. But at one point she's like, I don't know. She pours out this flour and she's carrying this flour around. She was like, when did I need flour? I don't even need flour. <laughs> and then it's like other times where she's just like chop chopping things and like acting like the Swedish chef. Yeah. And it's it's so charming. She pours a <laughs> bunch of like cognac into it at one point, and then this whole fireball like erupts from her stove. And it's that's that's the only type of thing because it's she's very uh, down to earth about it. And there's there's this amazing cooking video where this person is making. Uh, she comes on and she's like, you can make this for your kids. It's really easy to make for your children. She keeps saying children. And it's this guy watching it. You know, it's a reaction video. And it's like, she goes, yeah, just put it into your, uh, you know what it is. Put it into your uh, crock pot. He's like, crock pot's looking kind of dirty. And like, you know, it's just like chicken and beef. And then they put it together. He goes, and he yells, chicken and beef together. Is that the one? Yeah. And then it's I, like, it, it, I think she's putting so. like, ma- like sweet potatoes uh-huh. and all this in it. And then and he goes, why do you feed? Someone needs to take your kids away from you. And then it reveals it's for dogs. Yes, yes. That, I have <laughs> seen like, this. Oh. I have seen this. That, <laughs> but it's so funny. It's, I think of that a lot, just screaming, chicken and beef together. <laughs> I, that, makes, that makes me think of two things. It makes me think of Joey on Friends when Rachel accidentally makes a, tr- half, a, a, half, a half an English trifle, half a shepherd's pie. And he's like, what's not yeah. to like? Custard, good. Jam, good. Beef, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, let's let's dive into this. I Hello, do just want to say now my neighbor appears to be vacuuming. <laughs> it's fine. I this, can't hear it. No, so. this isn't nearly as loud. Like the music sounded like it was in another room of my apartment. But now I just want to be like, Robert, <laughs> is that you? Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, let's let's dive in. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and we talk about Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines. But sometimes we also talk about Frasier. Like today, we're doing the Halloween episode we said we were going to do a while ago. Um, because I know you have a big question, Laurel, and I'm here to answer it. Uh, I think if uh, Roz had been rocking her natural hair in that Wonder Woman co- costume, I would not have been able to stand it. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> Uh, and I think only having the, the terrible fake do was the only thing like keeping me from being able to, you know, keeping me able to concentrate on the rest of the episode. Um, well, it that's great. it. Thanks for listening, Craniacs. Thanks, bye, guys. This one, uh, season 09, episode 06, Room Full of Heroes, aired October 30th, 2001. Frasier throws a Halloween party where the guests come dressed as their personal heroes. Niles' choice of dressing as Martin as his heroes gets under Frasier's skin. Um, I thought this was a cool idea for a party. The Frasier's, like, insistence on playing the party game was annoying. But, like, I've always wanted to do a what I call a royalty-free Halloween party where it's like you can't dress as like a character from something, but you could be like a mummy or a, yeah. like the one that's in almost every TV show where they couldn't get the rights to things. Yes, or like one of my favorites is when you, when you see what they call uh, what like you know off-brand yes. costumes call things where it was like uh, once I saw one that was like how to dress it was dressing up as Guy Fieri and it said um, like sheriff of tastyville <laughs> and yeah. i was like like what and also it'll say like for um like harry potter it'll be like magical school child <laughs> yes i think it, um, i think it's i think it's orphan magic magic orphan boy is what i've seen and <laughs> things like that um but i so i think this is a cool party idea i hate it as a halloween costume uh, a halloween party thing because i, I just don't want to have parameters put around me at halloween i, I- I, I, I want to be free. The last time I wore a Halloween costume, I went as a can of LaCroix. So, like, I, I want the chance to just be be free and let my mind go wild. I I liked it. I also, part of it had to do with the fact that I think Frazier looked really good in that beard. Oh, and then, yeah. like, at the end of the episode where he took it off, it for some reason threw me off. Like, I thought he looked weirder with powdered white hair and no beard than he did with mm-hmm. a beard. Like, I thought it was a good look for him. I don't know if he's ever had a beard in anything I can think of. Well, he's had... Isn't there, isn't there been an episode of Frasier where he had a beard? Where he had gone, like, gone to visit Freddy and, like, had yeah. forgotten his razor? Uh, but I don't think it's, like, thick like that. That's I think the true. only time I've seen it be thick like that is he's he's a starship captain on an episode of, of Next Generation where he has a beard. I think if you Google, like, Kelsey Grammer Shakespeare in the Park and some, some theater he's done, he's had a beard probably um, had some stuff yeah um so he- here's the big question who would you- who would you go as for this party oh for my hero oh geez um that's funny because i don't know that i have an answer 
so I, I've obviously had more time to think about this since I watched this episode like a month ago, but yeah, <laughs> I've rewatched yeah, yeah. it since. But um, I, I, I thought about it and then I was like, oh, this is such a gimme. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, no, this is 100% who I would go as. Um, RBG, I would totally go as Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Not only for her, like, like, yeah. Not only for her legal career, um, but also I so much admire her personal life and her marriage with her husband and like everything that she went through as you know a child. Her mom died right before she graduated high school. She was one of four women in her law school class. She was actually told, you've taken a spot away from a man who has to provide for his family. Like her husband got cancer when they were in law school and she took notes for him and her. Like um, I also just enjoy that after she had kids. Um, and they would call her at work whenever, like, her kids, I don't know, were sick or acted up or something. She'd be like, have you called my husband? And they would be like, no, we called you. You're the mother. And she'd be like, yeah, you need to call my husband first. I think with me, it's hard to think of someone because I feel like I haven't really thought about who my heroes are since I was, like, way younger. Like, now, not mm-hmm. necessarily I don't have heroes anymore. Right. But it's more like it, it, I don't think of, like, I want to be this person when I grow up, like, now that I'm 40. Yeah, it, um, no, it's true. It's true. And and I'm like going back through my list, and I'm like, are they problematic now? <laughs> like, yeah, like, they've been canceled. Um, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I guess you could always be like somebody you like who you admire the most, but then also, yeah, I, I don't think you can go to a party as Obama. Like, I think that's problematic. That's that's what I'm saying. The other problem <laughs> is I can't go as like a non-white old <laughs> man because then it's like. <laughs> all right dude but like you know like that it's just it, it it's so i i feel like you know like i it's, it's it's a bigger question for me to think of like the the one i remember when i was a kid that i always was like i want to be like him when i grew up was bill murray but i don't know if he's like i don't think he's necessarily problematic so much as he's not really much of like someone to emulate <laughs> like he just seems like a chill dude and not yeah. much of a like you know uh someone who was like changing the way we thought of things it's just like right right well but you know i don't know so bill murray uh he was in dc fairly often i feel like when i lived there and friends of mine would run into him like at a restaurant or something and always said that he was super nice like kyle oh kyle has a picture with him he like Mm. walked into he he meant to walk into the restaurant next door it was a place where like two restaurants doors were really close to each other and he walked in and kind of looked around and kyle and casey were waiting i think waiting for a table or just leaving and he asked them if this was the other restaurant and they were like oh no like that's next door this is whatever and then england kyle was like can i take a picture with you (laughs) yeah it's so funny because whenever I run into famous people, like any any sort of minor level of fame, I'm just very like, okay, hi, like, and I don't want to talk to them, I don't want to bother them with pictures, anything like that. So I, uh, you know, I got my haircut yesterday. It's my first time getting my haircut in Austin, and I went to a salon that Kirsten Dunst goes to, um, mm. and I was like, what happens if I ever? Obviously, I'm never gonna see her. The odds of us being there on the same day are very small. But I was just like, what happens if I ever see her? Do I like? say hi do i tell her i'm a big fan or do i just treat her like a normal person do i ask to take a picture like what do i do well did i ever tell you when i met my sister like we were both going through O'Hare at about the same time and, and we jennifer were, hudson was sitting like next and jennifer to you hudson was there and she was like do you guys want to take a picture we're like no because like, we had no idea who she was and then she left us and was like that was jennifer hudson and we're like oh crap <laughs> You know, I mean, um, I'm sure it, it's nice for a celebrity to be, you know, brought back down to earth a little bit, though. So I don't think we were mean. It was just kind of like, no, we're okay. Like we we weren't like, yeah. no, who are you? Like, um, what was there? There was a show uh, with Tig Notaro where it was, it's it's on YouTube, I think, where it's like Tig doesn't know anybody, 
and they bring famous oh. people on and she has to figure out who they are because she just has like no pop culture reference. Yeah. And there's like, it was like James Vanderbeek was on and she was like, I don't know who you are. And he's like, he's like, everybody's got to come on this show. It really humbles you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you ever done like a murder mystery party or anything like that for yes. like dress up? So, I've done two murder mystery parties and one of them, uh, it was, so I was, I was the only person under the age of like 30 at this party. Um, mm. my aunt had thrown it for my uncle's birthday and looking back, it was probably something we could not ever do again because I, my, my aunt just like randomly assigned the characters, you know, like drew names out of a hat or whatever. I ended up being, a, I was 13. I ended up being a character that was having an, married to one of my uncles oh. and having an affair with the other one. <laughs> wow. Um, and it was um, Asian themed and I, it was, probably oh, no. just, it was probably incredibly problematic looking back. Like now it's probably one that we could not do. Uh, they probably would not sell. We, we did one for Tara's birthday before you came to Austin. It was a 60s themed one, which worked pretty well. Yeah. Um, but it was also this one where, like, they sent it to us and it was all sealed. But, like, I had instructions of, like, what to open at what time. Oh, okay. So I could also be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was the butler, so I did it. And I was like, this is going to be really stupid if the butler didn't. I get to the end, it's like, you are the murderer. And I'm like, come on. Like, I was so like, this is... It's funny you say that because my aunt who hosted that one ended up being the murderer and she right. like didn't know it either. And she was like, oh, um, so here's my here's my only issue with like murder mystery parties is that there's only so far people can take their character. There's stuff that people just legitimately don't know. And so I've always had it. The two, two that I've gone to have always ended up being somebody asks a question. Somebody's like, well, I don't know. Like, it's not on my character card. Well, so we did it with a good amount of people who are in our Dungeons and Dragons group. So mm -hmm. I think they handled it like Dungeons and Dragons where it was like, oh, I don't know who the murderer is. Anyway, I heard this week that you're, you got a new car. Let's talk about, you know, like there was like, this is my character voice. And then this is my like, how have you been? It's been a while since I've seen you. And let's just talk. Oh, we need to find out some more questions. Um, So, uh, so the murder, I say, I say, <laughs> you know, like it was, I think they all handled it pretty well. Cause it is I'm pretty sorry, much was this like, like did you have is this what daniel craig's character knives out is based no. on <laughs> i was thinking uh they do a murder mystery on the on the office where he's like caleb crawdad or something <laughs> um but uh i uh i i like i think it was funny because i think the D, D group did it the best because they're like oh this is just dungeons and dragons light like that's all <laughs> it like just no dice rolling and asking questions and just kind of coming up with a character we have one if you ever if we ever do one i'll let you know we have one i there was like it was like on amazon for super cheap it's like oh we should get another one and try it sometime um but yeah i have one in a box somewhere i have that one next to like one of those like catch a serial killer things which i haven't opened because we're gonna spend a, you know what i'm talking about like where oh, you, yeah. get, you buy it and you like i don't think it's yeah. like a murder mystery thing but it's just like something you sit and do as a as a, as a couple so yeah. Um, can we talk about Daphne's Elton John outfit? Which yeah, look, I, I do. I, yeah, let's let's talk about that. And also that I initially had Fraser's reaction when she came out as Elton John. I was like, Daphne, come on. And then I was like, oh, she makes some good points about like his charity work and like trailblazing. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't. Th I thought I love Elton John. I had nothing to do with that. I just thought the outfit was so. It was so amazing for her to act like she just had it sitting around. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I love this party idea. I just don't want it to be a Halloween party. Like. <laughs> Have this party in January. It's her birthday's in January. Have this party in January. Um, like Martin's Joe DiMaggio was mm -hmm. really good. Like that was a good, you know, costume outfit. It was really, it was really good. And I really thought, um, 
Niles's like costume was a really really funny and then like really did a good job of kind of going into some of the themes of the episode but like when Niles came in I was cracking up and then he does a really good John Mahoney as Martin impression. Yes, yes. No, I thought I thought that was I thought that was great. I backing up to Joe DiMaggio for a second when Frazier's like, well, of course I know who Joe DiMaggio is. He was married to Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe was also yes. married to Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller wrote The Crucible and Death of a Salesman. Then he's like, see, Dad, I know a lot more about baseball than you. And this is me with like ninety percent of like sports or like for example like wrestling like i know john cena john cena was in train wreck train wreck was written by judd yeah, apatow yeah. judd apatow like, i know about wrestling yeah it's like see i know so much that's exactly how i am with like so many different topics where i'm like yes let me just connect it back to pop culture they were i was listening to a adventure zone episode you know adventure zone is the the mcelroy brothers yes and they were they were doing they're doing this game called Super Normal, where the idea is you're a superhero trying to maintain your secret identity. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of the game. But they're at a company picnic playing softball. And he's just the, the DM. Like, it's their father. And then the three boys play a, a role-playing game. And the one is describing, like, he's like, he throws it right into your hitting box. And he's like, and the dad's like, do you mean strike zone? <laughs> and he's like, yes, that. And he goes, God, I wish I'd raised some like people who like sports at all. <laughs> like, I just thought that was so funny. Your hitting box, that's so good. Or something like that. I don't know if they said hitting box, but they could not think of strike zone to save their lives. Um, uh, th- there's a part where Niall says, shut your big bazoo as Martin, which I'm almost 100% sure is a quote from the show that Martin has said, maybe more than once. Yes, he. There, there's some... And, uh, this is where Brad on Twitter is going to know exactly what what scene and episode it is. But there's mm-hmm. something where Frazier is talking to Martin. Oh, it's when Frazier lends Roz money in season seven, and he wants yes. to and he wants to talk to her about it. And he's like, like you keep your bazoo shut. You give somebody money. It's it's not yours to talk. It's not your place to talk about. You keep your bazoo shut. Stuff like that. That's that's pretty sure. Yeah. That's pretty sure that's what it is. And then Frazier's like, Dad, please, can we never use the word bazoo again? <laughs> yeah. I, it was just funny because I think there was a couple of quote lines. Um, I have a note here uh, that says fiberglass question mark exclamation point question mark where Fraser is telling that kid. So Fraser gets upset because no one's playing his game the way he wants to. And he's being a real brat about the whole thing. And he goes mm-hmm. downstairs and he sees being a terrible kid. host. He's being a, well, he's just being a terrible human. Like everything he's complaining about is just so petty. And I was like, I'm over this. But then he goes downstairs, he's talking to a kid who's having a, who, like, my brother stole my candy, and they're, like, relating their problems. And Fraser's like, what you do is you put the tiniest pe- bit of fiberglass in his bed. And I was like, fiberglass? Like, that's, like, I guess is that what itching powder is? If you go to, like, a prank store and they're like, itching powder, is it just fiberglass? I truly don't know. I, I do know that fiberglass is not what it sounds like. It's not, like, glass. So it's still like, I remember when I was a kid, my mom was like, do not go near like insulation. You're going to get fiberglass. It's like, there's like, maybe it was just, I was, you know, raised very. Oh no, no. I think that's pretty. Yeah. Most people don't want their kids playing around insulation. Um, Yeah. I don't, you lead us now into the B plot, which is the children in the building are afraid of Frazier because they think that he is. (sighs) He eats brains. He eats brains. Um, And then this. Which has the best, like end like oh, the, yeah it has the best the, the button payoff of this joke yeah. <laughs> um i th- this 
begs me to say, what do you want children to be? The children in the neighborhood are afraid of you. Why? Tell me why they're afraid oh, of you. Um, I think I'm a very much a get off his lawn type of person as much like yard work as I do. Like I'm usually pretty good about my lawn. Like, but I'm, I like, I've been out there this whole weekend raking and cleaning up stuff. And then today I did a bunch of seed and stuff like that. So I think if you're a kid and you see him, it's like, it's like, remember like old man Marley and home alone mm -hmm. where they're like the salt turns the bodies into mummies. Like, it's just, they see mm -hmm. me like going with my thing and like spreading the seed. And they're like, those are the kids who were on his lawn last time. And he uses them to, to fertilize his grass. Oh, I know another terrible, terrible lawn story of me that probably would scare kids. So I went out one time and I was going to water something and I saw a wasp kind of crawl into something. And I was, I, was so, I forgot why I did this. Something happened to where I like kicked the cable box on the outside, the box where it was, and it turned out there was a wasp nest in it. So all these wasps go, Brrr, and I go, oh, shit. and one of them stings me like right on, you know, the outside kind of bone that sticks out on your ankle. Mm -hmm. And it stung me right there. I'd never been stung by a red wasp before. And I started going, God and like cursing and cursing and I had on like I had just run out to do it real quick so I was in whatever gym shorts I had gone I had been sleeping mm -hmm. in and I'm like jumping up and down and I can't go that way because that's the way I came so around the side of the house where the cable box is is now a swarm of wasps mm -hmm. and that's the way I came in so I have to go back to the front and this is before we had a keypad on the door to let in. I So I go back around to the front and I'm like jumping and going ah and like running from and my my gym shorts, which I tend to have be a little large when I'm sleeping for comfort, fall straight to my ankles. And I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there, like, tripping over it and screaming with the hose, like, spraying back at wasps going, ah, and screaming. And I get to the door and I start banging on the door. I'm like, Tara, <laughs> Tara, let me in. So, so to this day, like, I am re became really good friends with the neighbors across the street. And I told them that story. I'm like, did you guys ever see that? And they're like, no. And I'm like, you tell me at this point if you had. Like, there's no reason. I, I told Do you they have a no ring reason. camera is a better yeah. question. Yeah, <laughs> well, they face a different direction, fortunately. But that was the thing is I don't, to this day, I don't know if anyone saw it, but I can imagine these kids be like, he runs around screaming and within his underwear and spraying, <laughs> like he sees things. Yeah, and then obviously his wife kicks him out of the house because we just see him yeah, banging his on wife, the door. Like, she kicks him out in the house in his underwear. He's trying to water the lawn. I don't know. It was just so ridiculous. I was just like, it was like, I was angry because I've been struck by a wasp and now my pants fell down and then the door was locked. I was just screaming, let me in the house. It's <laughs> awful. So ridiculous. Um, what are, what are children afraid of? I know you live in an apartment. Well, I guess it's the same situation as Fraser. So yeah, it, it is. But the sad thing is there's not very many kids in my, in my building. So um, I, I think that, if anything, kids should be afraid that I'm going to take candy from them. Like that should really be like what it is. Um, kids always get too much candy. And uh, yeah, I could see myself just like riding in the elevator with a little kid, like with, you know, little, on Halloween, a little pumpkin full of pumpkin with a black handle full, full of candy. And I was like, what you got in there? You don't need this. You don't need that this, either. <laughs> this is a scenario. I imagine they ring your doorbell and you, and it's like trick or treat. And you open the door and you go, Hmm. hmm. <laughs> And then you grab something and just close the door. Or like yeah. you look and you go, no, and then close the door if they don't have anything you want on top. I, or I, I would just, you know, teach them like the art of bartering. I would just be like, okay, here's what I got. What you gonna give me for it? Got any peanut M&Ms in there? Any butterfingers? <laughs> what's, what's happening? But also then there's, I might also be known for, I haven't done this yet, but I'm getting close. Um, they've recently, we all know how I feel about 
the people in my building who put out trash on weekends. Like we have, it's so stupid, Valley Trash Service that comes Sunday through Thursday nights and they pick up your trash outside your apartment. Friday and Saturday, they don't come. And you're supposed to, if you have garbage, you take it to the trash chute. There's one on every floor. It is quite easy. It is easy for everybody. Um, my next door neighbors always put trash out on Friday. And then it just sits there in their can in the hallway. Makes the hallway smell like their trash. Well, I told you the, the solution to this is to get apartment letterhead and just oh, print up your own. No, no I... I can do you one better they recently put notes on everyone's door reiterating the rules and saying that it will now be a lease violation should you violate these rules i kept that note and have it scanned into my computer and plan on just printing it out and writing their apartment number on it and yeah and taping it to their door to be like we know yeah. it's you exactly and maybe even handwriting underneath it like the hallway smells like trash do you know what a lease violation is and like highlight the lease violation part and have them hopefully think it's from the office. Something I wanted to, to bring up: we watched Primal Fear the other day, and I didn't. I don't oh, know if you ever seen that, but so John Mahoney's good. in that. Yes. Oh, and he's a villain. Yes. 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 Like so that as, was. It was really. He was dropping the f bomb, and I turned to Tara. I'm like, it's weird to hear Martin say the f word. It's, so, so it's funny you bring this up because Frasier was still on when Primal Fear came out, and it was on. Oh yeah. It was on like cable or something once, and my mom was like, just I, Kathy loves to just jump into a movie for five minutes. She can do that. She'll watch five minutes of a movie and then just like turn the channel and keep going. And she's just watching Primal Fear. And it was the part when John Mahoney's on the stand in the courtroom. And yeah. I was like, oh, like, what's this? And my mom was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, look, it's Martin. And she was like, nope, we're changing the channel now. Exactly. She was like, That's he's awesome. a villain. And then he covers up the microphone and he says a lot of bad words to Richard Gere. <laughs> he really, well, he calls him a, a sea sucker. He's pretty, he's pretty rough on him. That's a good um, movie. Tara Tara hadn't seen it and she had no idea about any of it. So I'm like, and like we were listening to a podcast where they started to talk about it. Mm. And I'm like, pause. I'm like, we have to watch this tonight. I'm done with you not knowing about this movie. You have to watch this. So, wait, I think we've talked about this on the pod before. I'm I'm not going to do any spoilers or anything, but you know, it's always on the list of movies, like top 10 movies with, with a twist. You know, it's mm -hmm. on there with like the sixth sense and stuff and like usual suspects. And I, I spotted the twist so early and it was in my mind so early that when I found out that was the twist, I was like, oh, that was it? Huh. Well, your brain has many wrinkles, Laura. <laughs> Laurel, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, I just, I, I, just like, I, I think the movie is great. I just, I was underwhelmed really by it. I was underwhelmed well, by the twist. I don't think Tara knew it had a twist, or she thought it might, and she thought when Edward Norton, they first talk about his dissociative identity disorder, like, she was mm -hmm. like, oh, and I think she thought that was it, so then mm. when the very, the last five minutes or whatever happened, mm -hmm. and because you don't realize this, and it was interesting talking about it, because it's a lot about, it's interesting knowing the twist and re-watching it and, like, looking yes. at it as a, a uh, vehicle for Richard Gere's character's arc of how what he believes in the justice system and mm -hmm. and what he does and blah 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 because the last shot of the film is him walking out and staring right down the barrel of the camera like full frame and he just looks dejected yeah and it's like wow it's like it's a pretty pretty intense ending but i don't think she saw that coming because i don't think she i don't think she knew that it had a twist because i was like you just need to watch this movie because it's edward norton's first movie and yeah. he's spectacular and he it. i believe got nominated for an oscar for it which just like yeah. doesn't happen um uh, and this is not me being like <laughs> i spotted the twist immediately maybe because i was a psych minor i was like oh i just wonder if this is a possibility 
And yeah. then at the end, it was like, that was a possibility. Um, it's it's also a movie where the whole time we're like, oh, there's that person. And there's that person. It's like yes. Francis McDormand. Yes. Bronger from Bra- Brower. Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine. Brower. Yes. Brower. And Homicide Life on the Street. Yes. Uh, like, there's so many people in it. Um, Man, now I just really yeah. want to rewatch Primal. I haven't. Seen, I think I lived in Dallas the last time I, I watched that. So like, it's been. I think you'd actually have to minute. rent it on Amazon. I don't think we had to rent it on Amazon. Oh, that's like, fine. Which is, ooh, <laughs> she's she's smart <laughs> and rich people. <laughs> um, yes, the three ninety nine rental. Do you know how many things I buy on Amazon and tell them you don't need to ship it right now, and then Amazon's like a dollar off the next digital. Purchase I know. I don't. I. I that's a good point. I don't know if I have any of those. I feel like maybe I do. Because I, I think like you're right. I, I think it did take a dollar off last year. Whenever I rent something, it's always like, and your discount has been applied. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, Amazon. I ordered something today that was completely frivolous. So frivolous and stupid. I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's silly. But it did go. Cranium. Do you want this? Right in with what you think was, Ryan Yeah. Got. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually good. Tell me what you think I got. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It was about $50. So, um, money bags, money bags. Who's rich now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, so it goes as part of my, not to show how rich I am again, but my Prime membership, it goes, do you want it overnight? So I go, well, maybe it'll come tomorrow. No, it wanted to get here between 4 a.m. and 8 a.m. I've never seen that before. Oh, I have seen that, but it's, um, it's, I think it's been stuff I've ordered for Leo. Uh, yeah. And it's been like, yeah, it, like it will get there by 8 a.m. And I'm like, okay, I don't need the Amazon person out at zero dark 30 to deliver yeah, exactly. Leo's pill pockets. <laughs> well, th- what you've just described your Leo thing is at least 10 times more integral to a life than what I got. So the fact that they were willing to bring this stupid thing that mm-hmm. Craniacs again, uh, get at us. Let us know what you think it is. Seattle area code two zero six six five seven six nine eight six. At four a.m. is just ridiculous to me. So let's 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 wrap up this episode because we need to talk about the important part, which is when uh, Niles has too many Valentines. Yeah, N- Niles gets drunk and he does kind of a very an assumption of what his father thinks about Fraser and. Niles and them not knowing anything about that he might must be disappointed in them and Martin rightly so stands up and is like don't you put those words in my mouth like don't you even like which I thought was very good you know I also like you know is basically like I've always been you know you and we may not like the same things but like I've always been proud of you boys blah 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 and then he leaves and Frazier goes that's why I didn't dress up as you dad (laughs) he's like you're a good son Frazier well, and I guess this is what I meant by it being a little bit of a serious episode because a Frazier, it, it's like Niles and Frazier are constantly putting themselves back into their childhood states of mind where yes. Frazier sees it as a competition, like a, just some sort of competition always with Niles. And the fact that Niles dressed up as Martin means Niles is going to like Niles means more to Martin now on Halloween for this. But then Niles also showed probably what he was always been like a dark, you know, part of his soul about his dad that he thinks that at the end of the day, Martin is disappointed that Frazier and Niles were not, you know, average boys that he could just take to a, take to a ball game and stuff. So, and also that Martin, like, I wonder if, if we're supposed to think that Martin is just like offended or if Martin is like offended, but also is this the impression I gave you when you were growing up? 
I think that makes sense. I also think like if if this were true, I don't think it was ever, you know, I mean, it's it's a it's probably very easy to be proud of your sons if they do things you understand. And not to say that Martin wasn't was less proud of them than he would be of a star quarterback or whatever, but he understands a star quarterback. Like yeah. I came home in 6th grade and just told uh, or the end of 6th grade when they put together the 7th grade football team and I just told my dad you know hey I joined the football team and he was over the moon like I never once thought my dad wasn't proud of me mm-hmm. but he was so happy that I had joined football not like and I would have been disappointed if you hadn't but it was just mm-hmm. like oh I never thought you would ever join the football team mm-hmm. okay I know what to do here let's go outside and I'm gonna teach you how to do, you know like and he started doing that like you know I just I kind you know so I, I think it was the same thing of like he didn't understand what they did maybe, but you know, it was probably something he thought of, of like, I need to make sure they understand that I'm proud of them. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's what you said. And I think it also has maybe a little bit to do with Martin, maybe not feeling relevant to their lives when they were growing up. And even, you know, now, I mean, now they're in each other's like day to day lives. So it's different, but just kind of, yeah, that, if they had come home and said, like, I just joined the football team, okay, Martin would have done the same thing. Like, let's go do, let's go run some drills. Let's go do some things. But if they come home and are like, I just learned this Brahms concerto, it's like, that's great. I don't know how to. Yeah. How to like, I'd love to hear you this. play it, but that's kind of it. So. Um, I th- also think he made a big deal about, like, Niles was getting very drunk and he's like, okay, I don't want you making me look like a. Like, you know, there was the line of, like, is Niles just getting drunk or if he's being like, this is what my dad's like. And he's like, yeah. I, you know, that seemed kind of insulting, but the end is Frazier talking with Niles about it. And Niles being like, well, I need to go apologize here. Let me take my dad wig off so I can talk to him. And Frazier trying to help him get him off with a spoon, which is when all the children finally trick or treat and see him be like, <laughs> go. he's like, I don't eat brains. I don't eat brains. <laughs> uh, one thing I, before we we uh, move away from the Halloween costume part is um, when Roz says she rode up the elevator with five Britney Spears, uh, my and f- one really frustrated like well, like there's a boy who oh, was yeah. something because I think he was like I'm in an elevator with a bunch of Britney Spears and Wonder Woman. <laughs> Um, when I was right after I graduated college, I was an intern the following fall um, at agency. I ended up working at full time. And sorry, he was a Harry Potter. That's what it was. Sorry, it just oh, okay. He was a thank, frustrated thank Harry Potter. Thank you for closing <laughs> that loop. Um, anyway, I was an intern, and my company took Halloween so seriously. It was the best day to be at work because no work got done, and just it was a party all day long. And what they would do is they would divide the office based on where your desk was into like neighborhoods, kind of, and you would do kind of a group costume or a themed costume or something. And so everyone was very like witty and clever at this place. So we were like, okay, we're the interns. We can't phone it in. We've got to really do something good. So it was 2007. So we went as five, the, or I guess I'm really six of us. We went as like the different stages of Britney Spears. Um, mm-hmm. So like I, I was the, I was more like a schoolgirl uniform. Another girl went as like a Mickey Mouse club member. Another girl like wore a long, long wig with a Python around, like, you know, like a fake snake around her neck mm-hmm. and stuff. Another girl went as like bald Britney. She wore like a pink wig, like Britney had done when she shaved her head and everything. Anyway, we were like six Britney Spears. I have photos of all this somewhere, but um, our office, everyone did a great job that year. Subscribe to our Patreon to get the uh, the Laurel Britney Spears. Don't get too excited for the quality of this photo. <laughs> Digital cameras circa 2007 were not great, but um, the uh, 
I, I really, I feel like the interns, we should have won that year. They've, you get to vote as to like who had the best, like what theme was the best and who did the best with the costumes. And I feel like everybody in the office was a little taken aback that the interns came up with such a clever and well-executed theme that um, mm. they were all kind of like, oh, okay, look at the interns. Oh, oh, that was it. So needless to say, we didn't win. And I think we should have. Um, and one day I'll get over it. I never won a Halloween costume. <laughs> I was like almost always a runner up at that job you know i'm working through it guys i'm working through it so but just the five britney spears really spoke to me do you have any do you, do you have any lols for this one yes uh when Roz comes out as wonder woman and fraser says i'm not even sure you can do that to the flag <laughs> uh this is w- one of my friends uh he he is very much of the the flag is not apparel like you do not you know wear a swimsuit that has like the pattern that's supposed to look like the flag or Um, whatever his wife feels the exact opposite she's like i love america i will wear all the things i want and most recently she has like a pair of like lounge pants that are just like the american flag and it's so great because like the softest thing in the world she loves wearing them and he's always like oh god (laughs) tara tara likes red white and blue stuff for july 4th and things like that too so yeah well and i was basically like is this not how old navy first became relevant to all of us when every year <laughs> yeah, they had a new fourth of july shirt. yeah it was yeah. a new fourth of july shirt. of course theirs was just like the flag was like on it it wasn't like trying to be the flag but um do you want to rate the episode i'm gonna give it i really like this one i i my, my thought is seven but there's a little part of me that wants to give it eight like i really really like this one a lot um so i'm gonna i'm gonna go all out and give it eight uh, uh stuffed freddies because I like the the fake Freddy he had at the end that Eddie. Freddy attacked. Eddie. Eddie. What I say, Freddy. Freddy. Who's Freddy? Uh, Fraser's son, Frederick. They call him Freddy. Like Martin. Calls okay, him that Freddy. was. Well, it wasn't a stuffed Freddy. It was definitely a stuffed Eddie. A stuffed Freddy well, would have been really weird. <laughs> you also stole my object, so. Oh. Um, See, this is why I think if we go first, you need to think of two. <laughs> I, well, yeah, but Gifted Five also already recorded this episode, so. Oh, that's um, so, right. That's right. So I did not like this episode as much as you, especially because I feel like the Fraser Halloween episodes really are at a very high caliber. The, and specifically thinking of the one where everybody had to come as like a literary character when Roz finds out she's pregnant but somehow Niles misconstrues that Daphne's pregnant and that maybe Frazier's the father and it's that big party at his apartment like that I think is such a funny episode yeah and I also just thought this didn't seem like a fun party so um I'm gonna give this five um you know what I'm gonna give it five Britney Britney Spears gonna give it five Britney Spears so Spears is um, yeah, you're right. That that is a pretty big that is a pretty big difference in our ratings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely. Uh, so let's go on to the next one. Season nine, episode seven, Blazy Boy, uh, November six, two thousand and one. On their eighth anniversary of living together, Fraser accidentally destroys Martin's recliner. Niles discovers Daphne has no talent for music. So let's take a second just for a real quick moment of silence for a death of a major character in the yes. series, and that is Martin's recliner. Seen but not heard. Moment of silence. Okay, that's good. Um, I was gonna say, are you gonna uh, like put, are you gonna like pipe taps in there or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, so when this starts, it starts with Niles playing a song. Was this song familiar to you? I mean, other than it's an actual Schubert song. Okay, I watched this like a week ago. Uh, oh, it's it's the opening to Wings. Oh, I I did not watch 
wings I which, think, enough to... Well, it was funny because they started playing. I'm like, this is like a, a sitcom opening. And I remembered it was Wings, especially since there's like an episode of Wings where Niles and Frasier like, are getting flown somewhere. Like they're on an episode I've seen somewhere. Oh, they had a, oh, they had a crossover. We should watch that. Yeah. I don't know if it's a full crossover or if they went there, but I'll, I'll look into that more. But I wanted to look up and, see, and double check that. So when I was researching this, I came across this fact on IMDb I wanted to go over. Uh, in the opening scene, Niles is playing a Schubert piece on the piano. This is the same piece used in the intro of the NBC comedy Wings. Wings shared several staff members and a handful of cast members with Frazier over the years, including David Angel. This was a tribute to David Angel, who had died two months before the 9-11 terrorist attack when his plane crashed into the North Tower. So I thought that oh, was kind of wow. you know, I'm cool so that, like, at a couple different levels, but yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad you you bumped on that and looked that up. Um, that make that's nice because as Jessica and I pointed out in, you know, the the opening of the season where September 11th had just happened. There, I mean, obviously they'd recorded that episode before it happened before he died and everything. There hadn't really been other than just like in loving memory of yeah, yeah, at the yeah. end of the episode. So I'm glad. That's also such a very Fraser thing to do. Like, of course they're gonna have it be a musical piece that someone mm-hmm. in the episode plays. So anyway. Um, I there's a lot of notes I have in here where's where which is where it's me realizing I think I don't think the recliner is gonna make it through this episode. Like I, I I got real nervous about it. I don't know why. Like I think if if like Kenny had been perhaps a character who died on this show, I wouldn't have had the same reaction that I did to this recliner. Um, well, and it, it dies in such a farcical way. Like, first of all, who stacks all their furniture on a balcony on the like 18th or 19th floor? Like, and then it's the it's the the, the light the coming through the telescope, right? Yeah. Yes. It's, it's so ridiculous. I do have to say though that, of course, you know what's going to happen when uh, Daphne and Martin are walking down the street. You know the the recliner is going to fall in oh, front yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. I still cackled when that happened, like completely. Oh, yeah. I, I think I was I was it. watching it on this laptop, so you're getting the POV shot of the episode <laughs> of Frasier as I'm watching it. I'm just like, like hands over my mouth, like again, like oh no, 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 it, like it, I don't know why. It, it did I'm remind so me. So one of my favorite movies is The Departed, um, mm. and and I just I I just love that movie so much and it reminded me a little bit of spoiler if you haven't seen The Departed like fast forward like 10 seconds when Martin Sheen gets killed and they like yeah. push him out of the window and yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio's like kind of fast walking up to the building and Martin Sheen just like lands in front well, of him he's, he's trying to get there because he's worried about like being stuck with Nicholson and not being able not having anyone the police who's on his side and I think Martin Sheen had just been like, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. We'll bring you in. And then it's like, whoop. Like, that's when he's like, yeah, oh God, yeah. It was, yeah. It was like, yeah. I mean, it's it's more than that, but yes. Yes. Now now I just want to watch Primal Fear and The Departed. So guess who's going to be staying up late tonight? <laughs> I was about to say, some, it's not too bad of a double feature. Some good, wholesome Sunday night movies. <laughs> exactly. That's going to get you really. Both of those have just great, you know, sunshiny endings. Um, I have a question here that I want us to really die, dive into, and I want Ready. you to try and think of it, not necessarily what you think about the show Frasier, not necessarily what you think about John Mahoney. Would Martin be MAGA <laughs> if he was around? Because <laughs> this is one where he talks a lot about how th- great things used to be. He's a retired cop. Like, do we think, like, if the cop. show came out today, would there be a lot of comedy reamed from 
the difference between maybe which ironically I think John Mahoney would be less MAGA than uh, Kelsey Grammer. However, I, I hope you can tell by my facial expression that I'm really thinking about this. Um, yes. I want to say no because I want to say that he that Martin Crane would see through the charade that was mm-hmm. uh that that is that movement and especially the person who leads that movement that this is all just like a great con by this person so what about voting for someone like say Mitch McConnell or something in the, in, in like kind of like an establishment Republican who there's a lot of stuff with the establishment Republicans just not being quote unquote MAGA but being very like yeah they're getting us voted in so I'll go for it do you know what I'm saying yeah I don't I I truly I truly don't know honestly Um, well Craniacs if you have an opinion Seattle area code 206-657-6986 you can tell this episode I actually had the uh, phone number up and ready to go yeah you did (laughs) that's that's great. Um, I, the only time I can remember really hearing about this in terms of, excuse me, TV characters is Nick Offerman was asked like, "Oh, would Ron Swanson, um, yeah, be a be a Trump voter?" and and he and he was like, "Hell no!" And then he had reasons why, like it wasn't just like not just because I'm not, but like here's well, why. It's interesting to me because I would argue that Ron Swanson in ep- in season one would. But part of the thing that's great about that show is the journey every single character mm-hmm. takes. And one of them is Ron Swanson's move from being like, this is the way I do things and blah, 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 blah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think in general, Ron Swanson doesn't trust the government at all. But if you look at Ron Swanson's season one, the idea of a businessman going in and be, I think to me, I would see Ron Swanson season one voting for Trump. And then uh, when he when he ran for reelection, he'd be like, I'm not voting this time. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So I think, um, I think I could see him be swayed by like, I'm an outsider in, in, in whatever. This is getting a little too serious. So I'm going to bring up another subject that I think is very interesting from this. Um, can you at all recite the different available colors of carpet that uh, Frazier has? Because so I, I remember, I, okay. I remember some of them. Wasn't there an almond? Okay. That's and, one. Uh, six. And there was There's six altogether. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Wait, I might've written some down. Oh, I just wrote down shades of carpet. <laughs> There's like a harvest wheat, I think. Okay, that's two. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that, they're that's... all about that color. If yeah. Wanna... N- n- no, I can't think of the other color okay. names. Tofu. Here's. So I guess we're starting with from one color going there. It goes tofu, putty, oatmeal, almond, harvest wheat, and then buff. And uh, uh, harvest wheat used to be. It used to go straight from almond to buff, but they discovered a whole new color. A whole yes. So I <laughs> love the. I, I love getting a, like one of those like slips of paper from the paint store where it has all the shades just ever so slightly different and all of their names um i mean you, you might did you, were you still playing trivia when i did paint or perp where it was you had to guess no. if it was a sherman okay it's a great if it was a sherman williams color or what pa- was the other option it was a sherman, sherman williams paint color or a uh, title of a law and order svu episode um and it's incredibly <laughs> hard it's incredibly hard <laughs> well hit, do you have some that you can remember um, I mean, we'll just edit out this part while I go look it up. Do you want the answers as we go along, or do you want me to tell you them all and then go through the answers? Well, hit me with one and I'll try and okay. guess. Revenge. Is this a Sherman Williams paint color or a Law and Order ep- t- episode title? 
Law and Order SVU episode title. And I, hang on, I got to pull up the answers too because um, I really, I have the blank sheet up. So I mean, that's got to be an SVU one. I can't believe there's a color called Revenge. Um, you're correct. Uh, okay. Sunset. That's a color. Okay. Hot. That's a color. Yeah. No, no, no. That's a, that's a, oh, it is a color? Okay. It is a color. Greed. Let's talk myself out of it. Greed is an SVU episode. Okay. Irresistible. That's an SVU episode. Sherman Williams paint color. Oh, okay. Uh, open air. That's a Sherman Williams paint color. Mm-hmm. Serendipity. SVU title. Yes. Florida. <laughs> oh, God. SVU title? Mm-hmm. You're doing okay. pretty well at this. Uh, ballerina. I think that's a Sherman William paint color. SVU title. SVU um, title? Okay. Yep. Reflection? Uh, Sherman Williams. Yep. Bedtime? Question, are either of these both? No, I do have those in future ones. Um, but okay, okay. The, no, not in bed, this one. Bedtime, I'm going to go with Sherman Williams. Episode title. No? Yep. And then uh, Forget Me Not. Sherman Williams. Yes. I did okay. Yeah, I, you, I, 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 I think you did four? a little bit better than people did. Um, I've since... I, oh, I, I, so I've done this. I've done Shade or Spy, which is Sherwin-Williams paint color or episode title of The Americans. <laughs> that's a good um, one. I, I, I only might be good because I don't know if you've noticed that the walls have been painted in the... Oh, they the have. Yeah. Yes. I like it. So, what, what, what color is it? So okay. it was funny because Tara and I would go each pick a color and then we'd come together and the colors we pick were so close. But mm -hmm. this one's like Admiral something. It's, okay. it's Bear. It's not Sherman Williams, but it was okay. definitely it was, all the Bear ones were like, or Bear, or however you say it, uh -huh. yeah. are like two words, which is funny yeah. when you said the one word like irresistible and whatever. I was like, oh, this might be harder because it was like Admiral Admiral's Lodge or something. It was something nautical. Yeah, I uh, when I I painted a, a wall in one of my apartments in DC, just an accent wall, and I, this wasn't the color I went with. It was too dark, but I loved it. It was Camelot. I was like, oh, yeah. I would just love to have Camelot as my as my wall color, that, but that's funny because I feel like I can't. It's either kind of an off white or a gray. It's a oh no, it's a very deep purple. I see. I would never have guessed that. Um, I, I then moved on from painter perp shade or spy to then I now do this that or the other. Most recently, I did Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor, Kentucky Derby, horse or cocktail have you ever thought about applying to work at jackbox i feel like you'd be good for jack uh questions i could fi they finally caught back to me by the way i jokingly sent them an application they were like hey we'd like to oh. talk to you and i was like i've already you know i've already accepted a position i don't think you. i would want to nice about it i don't think i'd ever want to do do this as my like full-time job like w once i have to like constantly think of these things i don't think it would be fun anymore so mm. we did just host the second anniversary of laurel host trivia though so here we are. Well, congratulations, but also speaking of anniversaries, one of the points of this episode is that it's their eighth year anniversary of Martin moving in. And I appreciate this for knowing how much time has passed in the show, because we're on season nine, so but eight years in the show has passed. I'm like, okay, yes. so question, does this make Frazier about 50 now? Didn't Did we determine he was in his early 40s when the show started? Yeah, so I, he's got to be 50 now. 
Okay. Um, which, so this whole idea makes sense of him thinking that Martin may be his significant other. Mm-hmm. And, and that he's had, like, everyone's making fun of them being an old married couple. Like, I, I like this one a lot, too. I, I This is... You know, one of the one of the few ones we've done where like both of them are pretty solid to me because I just liked I, I liked how they were dealing with something that you know neither of them really dealt with you know the usual like Fraser can't get laid you know like but this one was also like Fraser has an intimacy like has a a, a a mental block on relationships and here's why so it was like it was a Fraser relationship episode but it wasn't just Fraser's trying to hook up with his chick. Why? Yeah, is it's not just Fraser striking out on the dating scene. Yeah, um, it's it's more diving into it in a way that's interesting. Well, and I I I, I struggled. It's not that I didn't like this episode. I struggled with it though because um, I feel like of the Niles boner joke. No. <laughs> That didn't nothing, bother you? Okay. Nothing with the B-plot. Well, actually, there was something <laughs> with the B-plot. But, um, no, I, I'm, I'm trying to formulate, like, wh- what I'm thinking. Um, I I was like, first of all, your dad is going to be your longest relationship. You, He's your parent. You've He's known you for so long. And, right. And, and also, you, you have this, I'm like, you have this great gift that you get to, you'll be able to totally reconnect with your father now after really never being close and I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 he I gets that at the end of the 30 minutes, yes. I think. But like, y- yes. And I guess I didn't like having to go through that, that journey with them. Cause I don't know. It just kind of bothered me, especially when like every little thing that Martin does starts setting Fraser off. Mm-hmm. And when Martin also won't let go of like, obviously the chair, <laughs> chair getting thrown off the balcony. <laughs> um, Why don't so you just I- set it on fire and throw it <laughs> off the balcony? <laughs> So, yeah, I guess just some of this, I don't know, kind of bothered me. Not that I've been in a, a situation like this, but maybe I just, like, know people who have where they, like, live with somebody who's, like, maybe it's a parent or maybe it's a significant other where the significant other is just where they're just really, like, snippy at them about a lot of things. I was like, I don't know. I don't. Again, watching this one on the heels of the Halloween episode, I was just like, woo, these are two, like, real, like, parent adult child relationship heavy episodes yeah i i don't know it didn't you because i I agree with you i there's been plenty of episodes where i'm like i hate going through the 30 minutes of fraser learning something we we, Mm -hmm. like we have to reset fraser at the beginning of every episode so that he can learn something but for some reason this one didn't bother me and like i said in fact i liked i liked the idea of them i liked niles giving them couples counseling i thought they Mm -hmm. did Mm -hmm. you know i thought he was doing a really good job before they just got he got up and left Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. You know, and I, I, I loved the end where, Mar- you know, Martin got tried to get a nice recliner that would work, and then Fraser like went to all that trouble to recreate his recliner, and then was like, ironically, this is now the most expensive piece of furniture I own. I <laughs> like, so I did some light googling just to see how much it would cost to get a custom um, recliner, recliner like that, and. Uh, Basically, it's so bespoke that I couldn't really find something for it. But I mean, we're talking minimum like three to five thousand dollars for yeah. It for was, that, you know, I like I liked him going like after I convinced them that they had indeed made this. Yes, after before. they got them to admit they made it, <laughs> I love yeah. that. It was, but it was so funny, like. I will say the one thing that bothered me about that movie is like, well, I got you something, Dad. Everyone's like, oh, come on, Fred. I'm like, come on, guys. You know what he's doing here. Like, he's he's trying to also like. Yeah. I saw it was coming a mile away, and it was kind of dumb them. But the the amount of like franticness and trouble he was like, I had them do we do this? I had mm-hmm. I had you know a guy rebuild this. 
Like, he seems so proud of it. You know, something that was the butt of the joke eight years ago in that first episode. Like, the recliner has always been that joke. So for them to, you know, I, I thought it was a very smart episode to deal with everything around the recliner, to have the recliner finally, I don't want to say close the loop on the recliner thing, but have a big payoff for a joke at the beginning of, like, look at this dumb thing. And, and you know, Fraser has evolved over these eight years. He doesn't like mm-hmm. the recliner, but he understands its importance to his dad and all mm-hmm. this stuff and how, you know, I, I think he admits the things that you were saying he should be lucky to have, which is a relationship mm-hmm. with his father at this point. And be like, yeah, um, more, more appreciative of, I did have a question though, at some point, w- w- not at some point while watching this episode, at some point, why did Martin never move in with Niles? I understand initially Niles was married to Maris and Martin obviously didn't want to live with her in that house of hers. But like, why did Martin never just like, why was it never like, especially, and I'm thinking of the season um, when Frazier had lost his job and he and Martin were really getting on each other's nerves, being around each other all day. And so Martin goes to live with like Niles for like, and it doesn't last very long. Um, it, was, it was always supposed to be temporary. I'm just kind of like, why right. did Martin never move in with Niles? Um, so I, mean, I don't expect you to have an answer. I was just kind of like, well, you're, you're a, you're, you're, you're a, an only child. Yes. So I don't, you know, I mean, there's the simplicity of looking at a sibling dynamic and a family dynamic with siblings, but it's more complicated than that. Like, I think if my parents ever moved any place, it'd be with my sisters for a couple reasons. Like, I don't think they really dive into this in the show, but like, for one, like, my sister makes way more money than I do. She's a lawyer and her husband's a lawyer, so they could have a big house and have room for all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He's She's also still in Plano, but at the same time, like, there's also, I, you know, Niles is the youngest. Maybe it's similar to what they're doing with me, where they kind of infantilize mm-hmm. me and they don't, mm-hmm. like, they look at one child as kind of the, like, adult. You're adult, and, and you know, for you know in, in some cases that's great in some cases that's bad you know there's a lot of different dynamics there i i agree that i don't think they really go into it on the show mm-hmm. but i do think they've done the thing where it's like as fussy as fraser is i think it'd be worse with niles yes um, and they, they cover it very quickly here but um, yeah i did i did want to point out did you notice that when he pulled the cover off the new recliner the there was a spotlight on the recliner that turned up a little bit i did not I, I'm pretty sure the lighting changed when he revealed the comforter. <laughs> there was like a, a hot light on it that kind of got turned up a little bit. It may really, that really made me laugh. I mean, um, it, 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 it literally got its day in the spotlight. <laughs> exactly. And then can we also talk about how Daphne drove a man to suicide? Okay. I'm going to talk about this whole, this whole B plot. <laughs> First of all, I can't imagine anything worse than a, boyfriend trying to teach his girlfriend and especially niles trying to teach his girlfriend how to play the piano i was like this is a terrible yes. idea <laughs> um i love that roz took it so seriously and took to it so fast i i think that's such a like sweet roz niles connection <laughs> yes well i also liked when when i think she was kind of like why would he teach me like like they have a good i love their relationship because especially where it is now because they definitely harp on each other but they do it playfully mm-hmm. but they're also still very kind of like cognizant of we're very different people yeah yeah and and they also realize like they have the same important people in their life so um well i i do feel like Roz just is like always over at the apartment now yes because they're not in the radio station very much anymore so yeah. they've got to keep her in the show um which and makes I think sense it, at this point, but it's also like, 
weird that she's just like, oh, like, I can't think of anyone I've worked with who would ever be over at my place that much. Well, and I think, especially now that Roz has Alice, they've done a good job of kind of having it set up. They're kind of like Roz's Seattle family for Alice and stuff. Like, they all like mm-hmm. Alice, and they, you know, when they greet her, it's, like, obvious that they aren't just being like, oh, this is Alice! Look how big she's gotten! And Is that a new Alice last episode, by <sighs> I the way? Because the one who had I, the one who had the lines in the uh, Tony Goldwyn episode was mm-hmm. so adorable, but well, but this one like was this in one just... Dalmatian costume in the last yes. one, so it's hard to. It was, just, it was a stunt, Alice. <laughs> yes, um, I enjoy Daphne when she's not taking to the piano and she says, "I'll find something easier to play, like a stick." <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I feel like that is me. I play a really mean kazoo, and uh, that is the extent of my. Musical I can play. Talent. I can play the piano, but it feels like an AI learning how to play the piano by mistakes. It's like very slow and like dun 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 dun. Like I takes a while to think about. Play the trumpet. Is that the instrument you played in the band? I did. I played the piano. I learned how to play piano growing up, and I was. And then when I go back, I always for Christmas I play Christmas carols from music, and I can read music, but like. You know, I can read music on bass, and it's easy because it's one note. But with piano, it's you know multiple hands, multiple notes. So it's you know like Christmas time is, is here. Here. Da-da. It's yes. And my dad sits there and goes, "We got like 16 years of lessons. I like I don't know like what do I do with this? Were were you were you adapting here? Were you had eight years of lessons from a like you know famous? No, I I, I think I'm better than most people. It's just. Like, I could play a couple things from memory pretty mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. It's just when I'm reading a, a thing, I can, like, it takes me a while to read yeah. it. And it's just I, funny. I think that I my see. mom, my mom's straight line between me having piano lessons is, like, concert pianist. And mine is, well, then I played trumpet for years. And then yeah. I, you know, played bass guitar. And I was in a couple, like, bands. And, like, this week I'm thinking about, like, restringing my bass and playing some stuff. But, like, that to her is, is a failure of, of piano lessons, you know? Whereas you're like, those piano lessons led to this whole rich life of music. And... Music appreciation. I was yes. never going to be a concert pianist. Like, there's yeah. so many things in between not having piano lessons and, like, you know, famous on stage. And, yes. like, she accepts none of it. <laughs> well, I, I, th- I think it sounds like you have a healthy appreciation for the, you know, where it's led you in your life. And that's all, that's yeah. really all that matters. Um, I... <laughs> Here's the question, though. Do we think today they would make that suicide joke about Daphne's piano teacher? Um, probably not. I mean, just... And not because I think, like... I'm not saying, like, because woke culture has ruined... It's just... There's... I, I mean, they might, but A, I don't think it's super funny. And also, B, I just think, like, on most traditional sitcoms are so sterile. They just don't make jokes like that. Yeah, like I, I think, I think there's now a lot more just sensitivity around mentioning suicide. Um, I feel like now, if ever I listen to like a podcast that's going to cover a movie or something that has that, they're always put a warning at the beginning. Um, yeah, and like now, if I read articles, you know, about some crime or something, and you know, that somebody in there um, dies by suicide, it's always like at the bottom. There's always hatline information and stuff. So I just feel like they wouldn't. I feel like NBC would. I think now would be like joke. he went mad or he like became or or like he quit the profession and never played the never yeah. touched the piano again exactly um, I, but but the fact that she's like he killed himself i'm like oh my god 
And I was the last person to see him alive. I was like, this would not happen in the year of our Lord 2022. Yeah, I feel like I feel like now it'd be like, now we think Daphne murdered him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a gone girl situation. Uh, um, we good to rank this one? Uh, no, I have a lot That's of LOLs we haven't gotten to. Uh, hit me at, up with them. At the very beginning when they're at Nervosa and they, they're talking about all the new specials they have. Like, they're like, oh, we have this, like... Coco Loco frozen blend beverage and naming all these like frosted beverages they have. And Martin says, I hate what's happened to coffee. I hate to say that I have become like Martin. Like I, I like a good latte, a good cappuccino, but I feel like whenever I'm at like a Dunkin' Donuts, Dunkin's like, we're never going to tell you just about the like plain black coffee or just an iced coffee. We're going to tell you well, about the, the breezalicious that we have. And I'm like, no. Say, <laughs> Dunkin', you're getting a milkshake where one of the primary ingredients is coffee. <laughs> Yes. Have you that's, have you frequented Duncan. one of the Dutch brothers that have opened up around here? Those well, you don't drink coffee, do you? I don't drink coffee. Tara knows them from this like podcast slash online community she's in, and apparently they they have a lot of like uh, secret menu items, and that's the way to go with that. Okay. Well, apparently they're big in the Pacific Northwest. So, and I have friends that are from there and live there mm-hmm. still, and they've. Um, when I first passed by, I've heard them complain about it because they're just like, everything you get there is like a sugar bomb. It's like, yes, a milkshake where coffee is one of the ingredients. And so when they opened yeah. up here, I was, and I drive by them on my drive to Dallas because it seemed to all be along 35. I know exactly the ones you're talking about because we just went to yeah. Dallas Drive. So yeah. And there's always the longest line of cars going through the drive through And when I told my friends that, they were like, it's just such a novelty. It'll wear off. I was just curious if you've frequented one yet because I uh, have never mm. been, you know, close to... Uh, I, I've never driven by one when I have needed coffee. So I never felt like sitting in that line. So uh, another LOL I have is when Martin had slipped over the lazy boy to, to oil it, to grease it, the squeaky parts. And Niall says, Oh, I thought you'd capsize. Yeah. Burst out laughing. That whole, I did like the scene where Martin was like, that was not malicious. This is malicious. Yes. And like just sprays oil. I was like, good for Martin. Um, and then, oh, when Fraser says, uh, like, dad's found the Achilles heel of my decor Berber carpet. I just, I really, I really enjoyed that. So, Could we talk about the nice hardwood under those carpets that Fraser was just yeah. thinking about that? <laughs> yeah. I noticed that too. And I was like, why do you have full carpeting in here? I mean, I know how you do because it's a TV show, but like, you, like, you need right. to, you need to just like put a nice rug down and really, but also I will say Eddie's nails probably destroy that hardwood. So. You'd be surprised. Like, we have hardwood, and I don't think Lady's done it much to it. Oh, I feel like Leo scratches that. I mean, not intentionally, and not like he has in- insane nails, but I don't know if you just heard him, like, yeah. drink his whole bowl of water, because that's how he does one bowl at a time. <laughs> Doesn't drink all day, and then drinks all of uh, it at once. Any, any other LOLs you want to throw at us? No, I'm ready to rate it now. I, I like this one a lot. Um, I, I, I'm going to go first because I think my thing you're not going to have because I liked it a lot. I liked the um, I, I liked the, the, the subject they deal with. I liked all the kind of anniversary jokes and all that stuff. So I'm going to give it seven uh, hard spotlights on the recliner. Um, when you said hard, I thought you were about to talk about something having to do with Niles. Um, I the am probably going to get... Wink. <laughs> I'm gonna give this uh, I'm gonna give it seven seven of those flat keyboards that Daphne was like practicing on on the the table yes they had a specific name I can't remember what it was but yes that's yeah that's what I would uh, 
that's what I that's what I would do seven I I again I, this episode I don't know I I struggled with it but I didn't dislike it so I I liked it like I said so yeah I I I think it it did a good job of dealing with this stuff and I you know the recliner is my low key favorite character on the show so I'm so glad it's represented know, again, in the uh, in the Fraser alphabet. Craniacs. If you want to, co- if you want to call us, tell us what you thought about either of these episodes. If you want to, what did we say? Guess what I had bought from Amazon. Yes, guess the frivolous item that Ryan bought from Amazon that was about fifty dollars and could have been delivered okay. at four a.m. the next day. At four a.m. in the morning. That's not going to help you at all. I will tell you that much. But uh, let us know. You can always call us at Seattle area code two zero six six five seven six nine eight six. Craniacs at know- gmail.com. Ooh. Uh- so, okay, you'll say that again. But also tell us who you dress up as um, at a hero party. Who would be your hero? Or if we picked the wrong hero, tell us. Continue. Absolutely. Or who you think our hero should be. <laughs> Let us know. Seattle area code 206-657-6986. Craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. At Craniacs on Twitter. Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. Get at us on Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you will find us. And if you can rank us, rank us, rate us, Ooh. please rate us or rank us. I mean, if you got a ranking, that'd be great, but that's your own thing. Well, but only if they rank us, us a rating where you exi- Well, I mean, I'll take anything in the top five. That's I, fair. But uh, give us a rating if you can give us a rating and make it the highest rating possible. If you want to give us a lower than the highest rating possible, lower than a five star rating. Laurel may have a better use of your time. I, I kind of have a recommendation and a half. One is piggybacking off a recommendation you made to for, for the podcast Dead Eyes, which I have been listening to now and I am thoroughly enthralled with. <laughs> I love the guests that he has on and the vulnerability that not only he shows in every episode, but that all of his guests show in talking about uh their trials and tribulations in the entertainment world are so, I don't know. It's very like touching. And also it has really reinforced for me that I could never be an actor. I could never work in that industry. I do not have the uh, determination for it. I could not constantly pick myself back up. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. But I do find the, the podcast just be so interesting. I also love learning a lot about like casting and stuff, but anyway, so I'm just, I'm doubling down on that. But my true recommendation is, the second season of Starstruck has started on HBO Max, and I believe this was a recommendation of mine maybe summer of 2021 in June when the first season came out. It's a six-episode season. It's basically a gender flip of Notting Hill, a uh, male movie star, and a just average Londoner um, end up kind of thrown together and keep intersecting with each other's lives kind of in on again off again they're friends sometimes they're more than friends um and it's them kind of trying to figure out how to um how to have their relationship um be something that they each want to be in um it's it is the easiest it is like lemonade on a summer day it is 20 minute episodes (laughs) there are six of them people will tell you to just sit down and binge it i can't because i love it so much um i really try to just watch one episode at a time but Season two has just started. Go back and watch season one. You can like binge it. It's shorter than watching a movie, basically. So um, it has no one, no one famous in it. Um, the well, I, I think of the female comedian in it who, who created it and wrote it and stars in it is famous now, but only for this. Rose Matafeo is a New Zealand comedian, and she's the star. Um, and I don't even know any of the other actors in theirs. Oh, Minnie Driver has a very small recurring role as the 
uh, male leads agent. So, um, but yeah. Oh, I do know. I do know the lead. She was on Taskmaster. She's yeah, Rose. She's funny. That's I was watching. This is not a funny and interesting story. So I'm gonna go ahead and short circuit it now. But okay. I <laughs> But I'm glad, I'm glad that you know her. So yeah, she's, she's great. It's also, it stays away from some of the trappings that I think this could easily fall into and that like, she's not like movie star gorgeous and that she shouldn't be seen with them. She has a lot of uh, confidence and self-esteem about like who she is as a person. So it's never like, am I good enough to date a movie star? It's always like, dating a movie star seems really annoying. And yeah. Like it's more She's that, also and like very funny, yeah. And like his life is not his own, and like is this something she really wants to put up with, kind of thing. So um, anyway, I just think it's very smart. So watch season one, then start watching season two. If you watch season one, great. Just join me in season two. I think I have two or three episodes left. So because <laughs> again, I parcel it out. Check that out, everyone. Let let us know what you think. And uh, I guess until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all. Thank you.